0: You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. And
1: welcome to the 241st episode of the weekly MyMac.com podcast, one of the oldest running Macintosh podcasts in the world. Ever. Ever. No, not ever. Well, ever. Okay. I wish we were one of the oldest. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it, Guy Shiro? Yes, it would. We are I one love. of the oldest, though. I think there's maybe one or two Mac-specific podcasts out there that's been around longer.
2: All right, we'll get rid of them
1: one day. Yeah, we'll bump them off. One of these, we'll Every send. We'll send Rich after them.
0: Rich, go after <laughs> I him for see, us. I never see anybody numbering podcasts over two hundred. Well,
1: unless they're doing, you know, like a daily show or multiple times in a week. Using uh, letters. Using letters, right? But uh, last week, if you guys remember, we were talking about doing a contest, and that's going to be with newer technology. We're giving away a Voyager. Listen to the show. And when you hear the magical beat, be the 41st cup. No, kidding. That's not how you're winning. Uh, we'll give details later in the show on on how to win. But I want to kick off the show with uh, Rich Lefko and Guy Searle. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, Tim. I want to talk about the upcoming WWDC. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Apple reported that Phil Schiller is actually going to do the keynote. I was a little surprised by this because, well, I was thinking... WWDC's in June, Steve Jobs is coming back in June, Steve Jobs is going to do the keynote, his triumphant return. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, Guy Cyril.
2: Uh, Well, never say never. Uh, Apple, it, by its nature and its history, has been a pretty secretive company. So there's absolutely nothing to say that he won't just trot out anyway.
1: That's true. I mean, if if they lower expectations, Rich, and he does show up, uh, that would be pretty big, Jumping wouldn't it? Stock
0: price. I think that would certainly hit the news cycles uh, pretty
1: hard. Uh, do you think when Apple needs Steve Jobs to come out for a keynote, though? I,
0: I think they've got so much... Uh, well, there's so many other things going on right now, especially in the iPhone market, with the uh, the Palm people trying to steal some of the thunder away with their pre-announcement. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Apple uh, try and do something to... Uh, you know, try and... Blunt some of that uh, press guy with steve jobs and apple pulling out of the MacWorld
1: expo do you think that with apple doing their own kind of events like wwdc and calling you know press conferences at the drop of a hat right do you think they need steve jobs to do these kind of conferences do you think they need steve jobs up there on stage introducing the new iphone or do you think that apple's at a point now or someone like Phil Schiller or whomever can get up there and introduce the new product, and it be as effective.
2: Well, I don't think it would be as effective. I, you know, Steve Jobs, you know, is is the uh, the ultimate salesman. You know, he can he can he can you know hand you a a bag of dog crap and, and make you feel excited about it by the time he's done talking <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, it's I don't think I don't think it's that Apple. Needs Steve Jobs to to push their equipment. Uh, the the equipment for the most part speaks for itself. You know the high quality and, and how well it, it typically works. But I think that the, the mystique of having Steve announce a product would certainly add to the number of sales that a particular product would have.
1: I, I don't. I disagree. I don't think Steve Jobs announcing or not announcing a new product has any effect on how many are sold according to the customer what a steve jobs keynote does is it gets the attention of the national media and thus the national media is basically giving apple a great big commercial and that's what drives sales so indirectly i think yes you're right but in a real world hey you go up to a guy and say well you know what do you think about the new iphone he's not talking about what he saw at the steve jobs keynote because he didn't see it people like us saw it uh, people like, you know, the the BBC reporters and the CNN reporters, they saw the jo- Steve Jobs keynote.
0: Which is all the more reason why they might just trot him out to, uh, you know, get that free press. Yeah, but uh,
1: are these companies gonna either going to – on how
2: he looks, too. Exactly. If he's looking really gaunt, I I don't think that uh, – that, you know, because, I mean, let's face it. Steve Jobs has an ego the size of the Titanic. And if, if he's not looking well, he's not going to go out on stage.
1: No, I agree with you. I, I I agree with that too although I don't think it's uh I I generally hope that Steve Jobs is doing better and oh, his I do health too. obviously Absolutely. is more important than, you know, the selling more mm-hmm. Macs or introducing an iPhone. Sure, but um Brad Munster of the Munsters on Piper Jeffrey a couple of weeks ago said that Apple will introduce a new iPhone but it's going to be a couple of weeks after WWDC. This doesn't make any sense in the world to me at all. Um, Both the last two WWDCs had a lot of focus on the iPhone. In fact, at the last WWDC, that's when they introduced the iPhone 3G. This is going to focus on Snow Leopard and iPhone 3.0 software. Right. But don't they almost have to show the new phone? Why would they wait a couple weeks to introduce a new phone?
0: I can't imagine that they would. I read that uh, myself today, and, and frankly, I said, this guy can't be right.
1: Well, uh, Brad Munster is more wrong about Apple than he's ever been right. I don't know how he still has a job as an analysis talking about Apple, because if you look at his track record, uh, it's atrocious. I mean, just well, atrocious.
0: Well, look at the markets.
1: Why do any of those guys have a job? Yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with you there. Um I don't know. It's I don't I don't see Apple introducing a new iPhone after the WWDC. I think that's when they introduce it. Especially if Apple is trying to move away from Steve Jobs has to introduce all the major new products, we want a new not necessarily a figurehead but someone else to to go out there and you know, do the product launch. And I think that this last Macworld Expo Phil Schiller showed that he's more than capable. Let's be honest. If it was any other company other than Apple... Nobody would care. Well, maybe... Who
2: was was doing the keynote is what I mean.
1: No, I disagree with that. But I'll say that if, if he was working at any other company, he would be a rock star. But because he works at Apple, he'll always be in the shadow of Steve Jobs. But if he gave a presentation at, say, E3 for a video game company, say, Microsoft and the Xbox... He would be the rock star of that entire event, but because it's Steve Jobs show at Apple, he'll always come in second fiddle as far as getting up on stage and selling the product, introducing it to us.
0: I, I think this is an excellent opportunity for Apple to begin to move away from Steve. I agree and I think they, sh- they would be really make a mistake if they don't seize upon it and you know slowly you know kind of move on because look, everybody has to move on. And, and Apple has to as well. So, so your contention then would be,
1: Apple will introduce the the new iPhone at WWDC, and it will be Phil Schiller who introduces it.
0: Yeah. I, I look. I can't see any other scenario. They might bring again. If Steve is looking okay, I think they might bring him in for you know, you know, a little for some. Uh, photo ops and stuff like that, but I think it's Schiller's show, and I can't imagine that they wouldn't show the iPhone. I just can't imagine that they wouldn't bring that out. Well, I could
1: tell you that I want to buy a new iPhone right now. and I just want to buy an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, with you, Guy. I, I want to get a new iPhone. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we're doing product reviews and stuff on, my phone is being left behind, the first generation. And I want to pass my first generation iPhone, which, by the way, is in perfect 100% condition, no scratches on the screen. The back looks good. I've kept it in a case, and it works fantastic. And it gets great battery life, too.
0: That's uh, timid. MyMac.com, if you want to buy a phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not yet. Um, Not I'm going to pass that on to my wife. <laughs> I, and, look, I, I don't have an iPhone either, uh, mainly because AT&T stinks up here. But i got to tell you, after the, uh, uh, the, the 3G one comes out or whatever the heck they're going to announce here, I'm thinking about going to an AT&T store. I know they'll let you try it.
1: Well, to some extent, I mean, uh, you know, what really sells the iPhone now is all the applications, and those applications take the iPhone platform to an entire, entirely different level.
0: Well, I have it. I have a two G Touch. Yeah, so you know. So and I, that's that's why I, I the last uh, the last bit of having the 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 best part of that it would really be adding the phone part. But I got to tell you, I really love the touch. You know. I just wish you could connect in more places with it. And that's the thing with the iPhone
1: is it doesn't really matter where you're at. I mean there are right. some places where you're not gonna get a signal, but that's with any phone. You're just right. you're you're a button click away from being online. You could check your email no matter where you're at. Um I can update my Twitter no matter where I'm at. I could check my Facebook no matter where I'm at. I can get the Lions Detroit Lions score and how bad they're losing. No matter where I'm at. Um, Would
2: you you want to? Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I'll give you a prime example. I had to go somewhere on draft day, and the Lions had the number one pick. Now, I already knew who the number one pick was going to be, but they also had the number 20 pick that they got with a a trade from the Dallas Cowboys in exchange for Roy Williams, the receiver. I was really curious on who they were going to pick. I had my favorites. I was hoping for this guy and I was hoping for that guy, but I couldn't be home in front of either the computer
0: or the television for that pick. You know, the only problem with, uh, again, with the uh, with the iPhone is its exclusivity with uh, at and T. I I wish to God they would open that up and let Verizon get in there so that
2: people like me. They're not going like to huh? do that until the agreement runs out with Apple. Yeah, AT&T is getting a ton of new customers by I having know. the iPhone. Yeah. I know.
0: Years ago, though, I had AT&T here, and I used to have the driveway to talk on the phone. So.
1: Yeah, that's probably different now. To be fair to AT&T, I'm not an AT&T apologist at all. I'm really not happy with the service a lot of the times. But that being said, they're really good customer service. I have to give them credit for that. Anytime I've ever had a problem, and I've had a problem twice now, where some mysterious charges were on our, I- or on our uh, AT&T bill, both times they just took care of it. They just wiped it off, apologized, no problem at all. And, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a Verizon lover either. I mean, I, you yeah. know, it just it works. It works yeah. for you, and that's absolutely. Sometimes that's all that you care about. And that kind of yeah. goes to the debate that, that we had last week, or the discussion anyways, about why people don't move to the Mac. is because they are using a PC. Yeah, it sucks, but you know what? It works for them, and they're, it's in their comfort level. They're used to it at this point. And that's sure. why a lot of people will never switch to the Mac because they're on a PC, and they think, well, it just works for me, even though it really doesn't. But anyways, let's get off that subject for a minute. I wanted to talk about, uh, before we get to the contest, uh, LEGO Batman. Last week I talked about, um, I've been playing this, and I did the product review. It's up on the website right now. You can go take a look at it there. And I, I get into a lot of detail in the game. And I give it a 5 out of 5. Now, I didn't play through the entire Mac version of a game. And and I say this right in the review that okay then how am I going to review this game without playing you know hours and hours and hours on it? Well, the thing is I played it on the PS3. <laughs> so and my wife this is the first game that my wife actually asks to play. Uh, she has this little motion with her thumbs and her fingers that means hand me the controller because I want to play my game. And her game
0: <laughs> is. Batman she must be obeyed.
1: It's actually, it's Lego Batman, not Batman Lego. Lego Batman. And, you know, I'm walking out of the room, and she'll go, uh and I look at her, and she'll do this little thing with her hands, and go, click, okay, because she still hasn't figured out the, the, the big flat panel TV, and that you have to switch it to HDMI, <laughs> and then you have to switch the stereo over to input three, and then you have to switch the um, switch box, you have to switch that to the PS3, so it's really Sacrifice confusing.
2: Sacrifice a goat, you know.
1: Yeah. And uh, but once it's up and running, she loves it. And she is, she jams at the game. She's not as good as me, but let's be honest, I've been playing video games, you know, what seventy five percent of my life. <laughs> so I just intuitively know how to play games a lot better than she does. And what
0: is the gameplay like?
1: Well, that's what I was going to get into here. Okay. Um, and I'm going to focus on the Mac because I was expecting. And let's be honest, when a game comes to the Mac, we have a history of not expecting it to be as good as either the PC game, the original, or the the console games that usually ports at least back in the day were never done as well and you could tell it was a port, right? We all agree right. on that? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, you know, sometimes the graphics look a little janky and you think, yeah, it doesn't feel like a Mac game. And Absolutely. most games aren't Mac games. They're they're ports of PC or console games. And Lego Batman is absolutely no exception. It is a port. Now, I don't know what they ported it from, whether it was the Xbox 360 version or the PS3 version. Uh, I have a feeling it was from the PC version. But I saw what this game looks like on a PS3 uh, at 1080p on a 46-inch flat panel TV. I know what it's supposed to look like when it looks gorgeous. So running it on my 24-inch iMac, I was thinking it's not going to look as good. It's going to probably be a little washed out, maybe a little pixelated here and there. I was amazed at how good it looks. Now, obviously, it doesn't look as good as it does on the television, but it looks darn, darn good. Fabulous. Here's my other problem with the game that I thought was going to be a problem. I'm used to playing this game with a game controller, not with a keyboard and a mouse. Some games, like a first-person shooter, you you want a mouse. It's more intuitive. Um, But with a game like Lego Batman, it really begs to be used with a controller. You know? And, I don't know, maybe it was two years ago, I bought an Xbox 360 controller, wired USB, unlike the ones that come with the Xbox that are wireless, for the PC, at the time I was thinking I would buy this controller and then buy some PC games and play them via Boot Camp with this controller. Never really did that. <laughs> it's it's just one of those things that I go, uh, looks like a good game. Uh, Oh, look, I can get it on the Xbox too. I'll just get it on the Xbox. I won't get it for the PC. And, uh, so pretty much this is a brand new controller that's been sitting here for a couple of years. Now there are Mac drivers that just uh, some guy, uh, made. And, uh, I installed those drivers and they seem to work. I mean the it, it, it recognizes when I'm moving buttons and that sort of thing. But I also knew that there are some games out there that will read the, the USB controller and just use it. Thankfully, Lego Batman is one of those games. I didn't have to do anything. Anything to this controller. I plugged it into my USB hub, I fired up Lego Batman, it saw it and it used it and it was there was no delay, there was no jankiness. I felt like I was playing a console game with very accurate controls on my Mac. It was fabulous. So I do get an email here and there or Twitter occasionally asking, hey, which you know, control pad should I get for my Mac? I, I'm going to recommend a, um, a Microsoft product. And I know that we have a history of bashing Microsoft products on this show. Usually it's software related. But when it comes to hardware, this Xbox 360 controller... For the PC, it's simply fabulous. It works. It's very comfortable. And at least with Lego Batman, it it just works. I didn't have to install any drivers, nothing. It just worked. So if you're going to consider starting to buy some games for your Mac and you want to use a, I don't know, a controller or joystick for a better name, uh, definitely pick this one up. So getting back to Lego Batman, it's a really fun game, guys. You would think that Lego Batman is all about beating up the bad guys and getting to the end of the level, right? It's really not.
2: Was there more adventure? It's a, like, it's, it's the journey so much, not not the uh, yes not no. destination?
1: Yes and no. It's really a puzzling game. So you start off as Batman and Robin in the Batcave. And you have... Um, three missions and in each mission is six submissions. You understand what I mean? So the six levels in each, each of the three missions. Okay. So when you first start out, you have Batman and Robin and they have a limited set of abilities and you get through the level and you win, you beat the bad guy up on that level and then you move on to the next level. Except here's the thing on the level you just beat. There was a ton of stuff that you could not reach no matter what you did with Batman or Robin. You couldn't reach them. As you progress through the game, you start unlocking other characters and other abilities. So, for instance, there's this, like, green goo that kills Batman and Robin instantly if you fall into it. Wonderful. Well, well, if you're Poison Ivy, you can walk right through it. Now, here's the thing. On each level, there's these things called mini kit. There's ten of them on each level. And if you collect all ten, you unlock an ability or a character. There's also this red brick that does the same thing so there 's basically in every single level there's eleven things that you have to find, and if you find it, you can upgrade your armor your characters whatever uh, and it costs money so whatever you break in the game turns into little Lego pieces you right. want to collect them and that 's the money in the game so you just yeah. you you break everything in the game you're you're running around you're punching the the benches and the trees and they 're falling into Lego pieces and you pick them up. Um, you see where something is that you need to collect, and that's what got my wife. She would say, "How do I get to that the mini kit part up there, or the red brick that I can't get?" And she would play the same level over and over and over, collecting all the stuff, trying to get to that one collectible that she can't get until she finally got it. And that's why, on just the Batman and Robin levels, there's there's you know six levels, and then there's oh, I'm sorry, three main. I don't know how do I explain it? Three main parts of the game and then there's six levels on each one of those. You can also once you beat one of those storylines, unlock the villain side. And then you get to play as the Joker, or whoever you want, Catwoman. And then, be cool. and then there's three main missions on that one and on each mission there's again six levels on each mission. So it's a huge game. There's 36 levels all together. And there's so many cool and, things to collect. Um the graphics you play are well done. The do you play against the villains at all? Oh sure, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um it's funny when you, you when you get done beating the good guy side and you go play the bad guy side, you go through basically the same level. Sometimes you'll see different rooms and stuff, but it's how yeah. they set it up. You know, you're trying to complete the villain so they can beat Batman, but of course you know they're gonna lose because you already beat this level on the Batman side. But it's different and it's 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 really well done. There's no uh, talking dialogue at all in the game, but it's very humorous. They'll have these. Well, f-
2: usually, usually there isn't any in any of those Lego games.
1: No, and they have these little expressions where they'll look like, oh, uh, you know, Robin would do something stupid, and and Batman will kind of shake his head, and it's just hilarious. I mean, it's the production value for these Lego games are just fabulous. I really, really like them. Um, so there's no holy
0: Lego
1: Batman. Uh, you're gonna have to replete that because it yeah, was a Skype cool. problem and
0: it went. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, am I back again? Or what? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. So there's no Holy Lego
1: Batman? Holy Lego Batman? No, there's no Holy Lego Batman. You
0: know, Robin saying that. You know, yeah, I know. Just to say. No, there's, there's no dialogue at all. No dialogue.
1: No. Nope. Huh? The, in the uh, Lego games, there's no dialogue. Now, the other game that I really like, and I don't have it on the Mac, and by the way, um, the company that did the port that makes Lego Batman is Ferral, Feral, F-E-R-A-L. They're really interactive. Yeah, they're a really good company. Uh, They did a fabulous job with Lego Batman. I kind of want to pick up uh, Lego Star Wars from them, even though I have that also for the PS3. I actually like the Star Wars games a lot better, um, only because there's a lot more stuff to unlock, a lot more characters. And I just like that universe better. But as far as graphics and storyline and originality, Lego Batman is just a lot of fun. It really is. I know I've been talking about it for like 12 minutes now, (laughs) but, you know, and let's be honest, guys, there's very few games coming out on the Mac that's worth talking about. True. And when I play one that's totally worth playing, I'm going to talk about it because number one, I'm a video game player. I love playing video games and I don't get to very often. And number two, it's really rare that I can find a game that I can let my five-year-old daughter sit in front of the computer and play unsupervised. This is one of those games. I have no, yeah.
2: So no Grand Theft Auto, then?
1: No, I won't let her play Grand Not Theft so Auto. No, I don't yeah. think so. And Would a lot of games Star are too Wars hard like for him. Yes, Star Wars yeah. is the same way. Yes, there's violence. You're hitting people. And when you hit them, they break into little Lego pieces. But it's very cartoonish.
2: Yeah, it's cartoon violence.
1: Yeah, it's it's Smurfette type of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's really tame. Um, but if my five-year-old could pick up the controller and just play the game without asking me every five minutes for help... That's a good game, um, and she can actually finish some of the levels without any help at all, and it's really fun to have her running into the other dad, dad, dad. I just beat so and so, I just, I just captured Clayface, <laughs> you know, and it's it's really cool. It's fun, and I know what maybe three episodes ago, guy, we did the whole family parenting thing on the Macintosh. Yeah, I wish I would have had this game on the Mac when we had that discussion because I definitely would have brought it up. This is a great family game. I can't tell you how many times my wife has been playing Lego Batman, and that's still really weird for me to say because, to be honest, guys, my wife is not a video game type of player. Um, A gamer, exactly. I am. But here's a game that I enjoy, she enjoys, she probably enjoys it more than I do, and my kids enjoy. Not so much the older kids because, you know, they're both girls and... One's in high school and one's in junior high, and they're like, ugh, I don't want to play video games.
2: Well, now, Tim, other than uh, other than that it has to be an Intel Mac, what are the uh, system requirements?
1: You know those uh, MacBooks that have the built-in graphic cards and in the Mac minis? Yeah, the, the 9, 9, Mac minis? Yeah, and every time you see a game that says it, w- it won't work on those, and people say those are not gaming machines, you can play Lego Batman on those machines. <laughs> If you have a Lego, or I'm sorry, if you have an Intel Mac, you can play Lego Batman. Plain and simple. That is way cool. That is very, very cool. Now, it's going to take, you know, like five or six gigabytes of data on your hard drive. And when you play it, you have to have the disk in. Sure. But which is, I, I, I so hate that. I do too. But, it you know, it's one of those games that if I can pick it up and play it for 10 minutes and put it down. Or I could pick it up and play it for two hours and completely get immersed in it and and forget about the time and look up and it's one o'clock in the morning and I go crap I got to get up in five hours right it's one of those games you can go both ways on it you can play it for a little bit or a lot of it and it's only forty bucks forty dollars and I like I think it's refreshing that it's not thirty nine ninety nine it's right. forty dollars <laughs> so I give it a high recommendation go pick up Lego Batman for the Mac or Lego Star Wars for the Mac because if you if one works, the other one's going to work, and they're both really good games. They're fun. Okay. I'm done with my Lego Batman, guys. Yay! Any questions before we move on?
0: No, let's move on. I noticed they have a, I noticed they have a Lego Indiana Jones, so...
1: Well, yeah. they do on the Mac, and they sent it to me for product review. They didn't ask first. And... uh Gee, whatever happened to that game? I, <laughs> I gave it to Guy to Play. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And not necessarily to review, but, you know, I figured a Guy might like it. And he's got older kids. Here's the and thing I've got it on the PS3, and I bought it the week it came out. So I've had that game for a while. I love Lego Star Wars. I love Lego Batman. You would think I would love Lego Indiana Jones. I don't, I'm not in love with the game. It's got some quirks to it that I don't enjoy very much. Um, it's not intuitive like the other games are, uh, the graphics, the, the graphics look great, but it's not always obvious which way you should go like it is in star Wars or Batman. Um, yeah. I it's, it's an okay game for what it is, but I'd probably like it a lot more if I haven't played already the Lego star Wars and Lego Batman. Let me put it that way. The bar is just set too high. Exactly. <laughs> Um, And honestly, there's another Lego. There's been uh, rumors of a Lego Harry Potter game. That would be a fabulous idea. If they did Harry Potter Lego. (laughs) Blast apart Voldemort and watch him fall into little Legos pieces. You know, the thing is, even the scary subjects, when they do it in the Lego universe, it's just cute. It's just fun. And I wish more games would go that route, realizing that, you know what, we want to... And this is for not just Max, but anything any video game platform. We want a game that uh, a Tim Robertson can pick up and enjoy because it's just challenging enough for him where he has to use his brain and his skill using the controller. But we don't want to make it so hard that his five-year-old daughter can't play it either. And those games are far and few between. I reverse well, and that few and far between.
0: And if you have the, the, the gaming system uh, in, a, in a family area there, you want to be able to play something that the kids can see. Exactly. You know, when I play Grand Theft Auto, I have to wait for the kids to go to bed. Right. Or, how about, for the how kids about to be Grand gun.
2: Theft Auto Lego style?
1: Um, it would work, but not really. I mean, it really wouldn't be Grand Theft Auto. Some things can't really convert over. Um, I know. That's one that really wouldn't work. I've seen mock ups of that, and it was cute, but it's, it's, that's not a game that would work. Harry Potter Lego would be brilliant. Um. Star Trek Lego would be great. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But the Star Wars Lego, I it, it's honestly, I think it's the best Star Wars game that's ever been made. And I played a lot of them. I mean, it's it feels like the Star Wars universe. It really does. And yet it's Lego. Go figure. And there's no dialogue. But the music is is perfect. And oh, that's the other thing about Lego Batman. They use the Tim Burton Batman theme from 1989. Which I think is still by far the best Batman
2: Oh, uh, does, does Batman have the yellow and black
1: emblem? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. You Guy, you're a comic book reader like I am. I'm telling right. you right now, you should pick up Lego Batman. They won't give you a copy for free because I already did the review. Uh, <laughs> so it'll cost you $40. Damn it, Jim. But you know what, Guy? Honestly, you would enjoy it. You really would. But it, it is a game that really does beg to be played on a controller, not a keyboard and a mouse. So keep that in mind,
2: okay, let's talk well, a little I, bit. I have about, an Xbox now,
1: yeah, but you have to have the pc xbox controller the The oh. Xbox controllers are wireless, right? Uh, one is, one isn't. I bought an extra controller. okay, so the the extra controller you work should work with the Macintosh as well with this game.
2: Oh, okay, I didn't even think about that
1: yeah, so that that's your set. Um, let me open my control panel. Hold on. System preferences. I keep saying control panels. That's kind of the leftover from OS 7 days, isn't it? Sure. (laughs) Control panels. (laughs) Um, Extensions. If you go to... Extensions, yeah. uh, I'm I'm going to... Okay, here it is. This is a uh, driver for the Xbox 360 wired USB controller for the Macintosh guy. This way you can use this to play any game on your Mac. Go to mice... Dash Software.com. And the Xbox 360 controller is free. Uh, Colin Monroe actually. I'm sorry, did. Mice. Dot what? No, Mice Dash. Oh, Dash. Software.com. Now, you can also go to, um, if it's not obvious where to go there, because I've actually never gone to that website. He lists two different ones. And the other one is. T A T T I E B O G L E dot net.
2: No, it's right here. Okay. If you go to mice, mice-software.com, and uh, their menu is over on the upper right-hand side. You hit the products button, and he's got it laid out: Windows 95 and above. Uh, he's got stuff here for uh, BIOS R5 and above, Mac OS X, Pocket PC, and the Scion. And under, under Mac OS X, there's an IRC client and
1: 360 controller driver. Yep, and the 360 controller driver works. Uh, I've used it to play um, uh, MacMame. You remember the MacMame thing? Well, oh, yeah, you remember? I remember that. Yeah. 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 I've used this controller to play MacMame games, and it's so much easier than trying to use a keyboard and a mouse. It's, just, it's night and day. And so it's a great game controller. It's... Oh, well, you probably used it now, guy. You know how comfortable they are. I yeah. think it's one of the better controllers ever made. I really do, and i got to give it up to Microsoft for that. Um, I do like the PS2, PS3 controllers as well, probably just as much. But uh, I hate the Wii controls. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real fond of the Wii controllers. It, even even the, the classic controller that they sell, it sucks. It's horrible. It really is. Um, but if you're a Mac gamer, pick up the Xbox 360 controller USB for PC. It just works. Guy, you've got one, so you're all set right download those drivers install it and try a game with it you'll see it it just works it's really good maybe you want to
0: try that indiana jones game
1: yeah that would be a good one to start off with and then there you go you're you're going to like lego batman a lot better because you're a comic book guy and so you're just going to intuitively know who these characters are without you know who is this and it's (laughs) fun it's it's just such a great game it really is and um Props go to Colin for making the drivers for this controller to work on the Mac. It's the only solution that I found online when I first bought it. Because, like I said, I bought it thinking that, you know, I'll fire up Vista or XP. I'll play games on Boot Camp via that. And that's why I use a controller. I started thinking, why can't I use this on the Mac side? I did a, a Google search for Xbox 360 controller Mac. That was the only hit that I found that had any software, and it just worked, so...
2: Yeah, I just installed it, but it tells me I have to restart to make it work, which
1: I'm not going to do right now. No, nah, it would probably be a bad idea to do that right yeah. now. So let's talk a little bit about our sponsor, Otherworld Computing. Um, if you're looking Love for a hard drive, that's great a company. great place to go and pick one up. They've got a, so many products. I know I always say hard drives because I'm just a big proponent of picking up an extra hard drive because you just can't have enough backup of your data. But True. they sell software. They actually sell games. I never clicked their games. Let's go to games there. And uh, OWC top 10. Oh look at that ProSoft Drive Genius version 2, 59 99. That. that was last week, guy I talked about yep. that. Great software 60 bucks, you can pick it up at OWC. You can pick up iLife there 79 bucks, so you're not going to really save anything, but it's a great company, support them cuz they are supporting this podcast. So they got a Let's see. They said games. I don't see games here. I clicked games. Where are the games? I must have have hit the top ten because I got to the top ten list.
0: Well, there's gaming, and there's a uh, site area. It's got uh, Call of Duty. Oh, games and
1: entertainment. Yeah, there we go. So they got uh, World of Warcraft, Star Wars Empire at War, Need for Speed Carbon, which I actually played. For the Mac, that's 40 bucks too, from EA. Yeah,
2: how is that on the Mac? I've played that on the PS2.
1: It works really well on the Mac. In fact, I, that was the first Mac game that I ever used the Xbox 360 controller for. And it worked, guy. It, it's, it's intuitive, and I couldn't play it with the keyboard and the mouse. It, it just didn't feel right. I plugged in the controller. That's actually when I went and did the, the search, and it just worked great. The Call of Duty games, uh, especially Call of Duty 4 for the Mac, They've got oh, that up there on Otherworld Computing, fifty eight ninety nine. I've
2: got that game for the Mac, and it's it's a li- the, uh, the 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 non online component. The actual game itself is a little short, but it's pretty intense. So there's a lot now of I,
0: games that they got up there too. We've a lot. got that for the Wii, the Call of Duty Four. Yeah, you like and, it? Uh, huh? You like it? Well, you know, I, I, just, I just don't have a lot of time for games, but uh, I, I do watch my, uh, my oldest play that game. Uh, in fact, he calls me in and he says, hey, watch this, Dad. <laughs> and, and I'll sit there, and it's, uh, sometimes it's better than watching a movie. Let's, uh, graphics, a lot of action.
1: Let's also talk about what we're doing this week, and I kind of hint, I didn't hint at it, I told everyone about it. We're doing a contest this week in conjuncture with Otherworld Computing slash Newer Technology. We're going to give away a newer tech Voyager, awesome little machine. It allows you to take, you know, say you got an old machine. It's got a hard drive in it. You would really like to get data off of that, so what do you do? You can go out and buy a USB um, hard drive enclosure, or FireWire, and plug it in that way, but it's really not the most intuitive, especially if you've got multiple hard drives around. The Voyager will allow you to simply pop that drive right into the Voyager, Mount it on your desktop, get off or on whatever you need, and eject it. It's in, it's out, it's easy. You don't have to worry about static cling and all that kind of stuff that you hear a lot of you know, horror stories about. Right. It just works. It's a really, really clever device. We'll, uh, leave it up to newer technology to come up with a solution like this because, honestly, this is something that I've been looking for for a long time. It, it always seems like I need to get something off a hard drive that's not already in an enclosure.
2: Now, is you know, this the, the a- quad interface one that they're that they're giving us to give away, or the dual?
1: Um, I think that we're going to do uh, the dual, maybe the quad. They didn't actually say. <laughs> well, <laughs> either, either one's way, fine. Yeah.
2: yeah, because the 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 one that's dual is USB two and eSATA, which are which are the. the t- and and whether you whether you're on a Mac or a PC, you got a USB. Yeah, you got USB. Right.
1: Yeah, and um, you don't care the about the super. One, fast FireWire 800 speeds because this is just a temporary drive that you're going to plug in, drag something to, drag something off, and then unplug it and put it away.
0: Well, You you could use this as part of a backup strategy. You could back up to this thing and then go put it away in a safety deposit box downtown or something like that. Absolutely. Sure Sure could. Something
2: like Carbon Copy Cloner or SuperDuper.
0: Absolutely.
1: the, The only way that someone's going to be able to get their hands on this for free is to enter our contest and we're going to announce... The winner on show number 242 next week. The way to enter it is send an email with your name, address, and phone number. Name, address, and phone number in the message to contest at MyMac.com. So contest at MyMac.com. Send an email, name, address, and phone number. You're in the contest. I'm going to randomly select a winner. I have a little script that will do that, so there's no cheating. And whoever wins, newer technology will send it directly to you. So Are we going to
2: try to call them?
1: Um, probably. Probably. I, I like to do that. Um, it hardly ever works, but it's always fun when it does. When it does work, it's really kind of cool to, to get someone on the phone that just won a prize.
0: You ever win anything, Rich? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> it, was fact it was only one time in my life.
1: <laughs> that was a setup, by the way.
0: Yeah, I know. I figured as much. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about it. I uh I found this uh podcast that I was listening to uh it was for this outfit called uh mymac dot com. I've heard of them. And, and have you heard of those guys? Yeah. And they were running a uh, a Microsoft contest and they were giving away uh, a keyboard, a mouse and uh a, a, a three uh a three license uh Microsoft Office uh suite. And uh I think that was it, wasn't it? I, I believe it so, yeah yeah worth you know several hundred dollars and uh, i threw my name in there and uh, uh i got home uh one evening and there was a uh message on my machine from uh mr robertson right so
2: uh so you you'd won all this t- you won all this stuff uh did you use it right away when it when it came in or did it kind of sit there for a bit
0: no it, it actually i used the office thing pretty quick but the keyboard and the mouse sat for a while and then i finally used it and uh now I've uh, written what uh, I don't know. Feels like a hundred reviews. So I think payback is is.
2: Yeah, I, well, we've we've got we've gotten our, our share of work out of you, Rich.
0: That's what. Counts. I think. I think so. So, <laughs> so can I enter this contest so I can get another? Uh, Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. Nope, nope,
1: nope. But if I, think I the, can't
2: do it, Rich, you can't either.
1: I think. <laughs> I think the moral of the story that that Rich is uh, conveying is that you, too, could become rich and famous, just like Rich, (laughs) only by listening to the MyMac podcast. (laughs) That's right. Rich name only. There you go. uh, You know, MyMac is always looking for new staff writers. And I've put the call out on the podcast a couple times, and almost every single time that I've said this on the podcast, someone new has shown up and become a writer. And I think that's really really cool.
0: Now, and, I, and I'll tell you, it's gr- it's great. This is a great group of guys. If you're interested in in, in writing stuff, uh, this is a great group of guys to work with. It's a lot of fun. There's uh, really uh, no big pressure uh, when you're doing what you uh, what you feel like you want to do. But if you have an urge to write something uh, about the Mac or about uh, computing, really, you should give it a try. It's it's
1: not a high what's the word i'm looking for um
2: high profile
1: no high I, stress not, high stress it's not a high yeah. stress thing uh, if you ever thought about you know what i i use products all the time on the mac i could write a review um i think i'm i'm considered uh maybe if not an expert you know an an average mac user where i think my opinion on software or hardware is just as valuable as anybody else's if not more so sometimes
0: and, and and you know what people really would like to know about this or that product, and they'd like to hear what real actual users, not some professional guy who's writing up this stuff. I mean, he, we're we're guys just like you guys are out right. there. Mm-hmm.
2: And plus, you never know you never know where a lot of those guys are coming from. They may be writing for a magazine, and that particular company does advertising with. No, that I,
1: I don't want I don't want to throw that out there, but let, we'll just say that. This isn't our day job for anybody on the staff of MyMac.com. That doesn't mean that we don't take ourselves professionally and that we have things in place that you know we follow. Um, I will say that we're not corrupt. I don't care if a company comes to me and says, I'll give you a prime example. If Feral Interactive, who made the Lego Batman game, came to me and said, you know what, uh, we want to take out an ad at MyMac.com. And they did that the same day that they sent me the game for review. Would I take their money for advertising? Maybe, probably. Would it affect the way I felt about the game or how I report on the game? Absolutely not. No. Now they didn't Absolutely. come to me for advertising, and I gave the game a five out. Of, I gave the game a five out of five review because it's a fabulous game, and I, that's the kind of company that I wish would enter would. Uh, Sponsor the podcast right. or the website because, man, they're making some really great Mac games. And I don't think enough people know that. Now, a, a static banner on our website is one thing. But when we actually do an ad here on the show, I think it's much more effective. Now, we've been doing Otherworld Computing for over a, little, over a year. year now. And yeah. I think they're very – I guarantee you, everybody that listens to the show, if they weren't aware of Otherworld Computing and MacSales.com before, they are oh, now. now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and it's a great company. And it is a great company. And and I won't take money from advertisers for this podcast unless it's a company that I have first-hand knowledge in or I've heard only good things about. So, you know, if Microsoft came to me and said, we want to advertise Office on your podcast, I'd probably have to decline that because it's not a product I can get behind. However, if Microsoft came to me and said, we want to advertise this Xbox 360 controller for the PC – and the mac on your podcast absolutely because it's again a product that i can get behind so we have morals at mymac.com we have our i don't know what's the word i'm looking for our honor our integrity scruples integrity scruples and integrity and In- integra scruples absolutely integra scruples <laughs> and Scruberty. they're not for sale <laughs> and we're also looking for other people that have those same qualities and I'm pretty good at, at weeding people out who uh I could tell they're just in it to get free swag. Uh Dude, that,
2: not, that's how you found me.
1: That's right, absolutely. Um all joking no, hey, aside, I, a lot of people, you know, we uh, I can't afford to buy all the software that I get. I mean for just as a for instance alone, Adobe Creative Suite four. Um as what, twenty five hundred dollars? Yeah. I didn't have to pay for that. But I have the software now, I'm still going to give it an honest review. I had a lot of problems. I of, the, of that entire suite of applications, I did Adobe Illustrator. And I wasn't really happy about it, and there were some problems, and I wrote about it. And that's what we expect from our writers, that if you're doing a review and it's be not honest. a good product, be honest. I know a lot of people think, well, you know, I use this program, and it's not good at all and i kind of feel bad about it and you know i don't don't know if i'm real comfortable writing a review because
0: you know the company's really not going to be happy about it well and go ahead and let me tell let me tell you folks you're not i don't want tim to uh mislead at all here but you know you may have gotten a an expensive software suite there but there's a lot of items that we review that we return as well so absolutely yeah
1: well, you don't get so. to keep everything especially no, hardware no. you don't usually get to keep hardware software you always get to keep because what are they going to resell it the software yeah. yeah but and nine times out of 10 it's a digital
2: download anyway
1: yeah that's true as well right. but you know we don't write the reviews for the company and and that's a big distinction that a lot of times I'll write or I'll read a review And I can't tell if the reviewer is writing it to help the company make a better product or to help them sell a product, or they're actually writing it to help the reader make an informed decision. And that's always been our focus since day one, going all the way back to 1995. So the type of person that we're looking for at MyMac.com, and maybe this is you, is someone that can be completely honest likes talking and writing about the mac and isn't looking to get a paycheck because quite honestly you're not going to get one at mymac.com but if that's what you're looking for we wouldn't be a good fit for you anyways right i was i was wondering where that paycheck was yeah well you know
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's on the way there it's Rich. on the way uh, in the
1: keep, mail keep your eyes peeled yeah it's in <laughs> So I think we're going to wrap up the show. We're uh we're approaching like 50 minutes and we like to keep these under an hour nowadays. I know that uh the whole show seemed to be about, you know, the, the contest and Batman. But
2: <laughs> Well, tell you what, how about this? Next week uh Well, well talk before about we wrap the Mac, up. Mac Mini did I got. No,
1: before we wrap up, let's go ahead and talk about that now. Let's let's expand the show just a few minutes. Let's talk about this Mac Mini guy cuz you had talked about this uh a few times on the podcast in the past. About the possibility of upgrading his older G4, which is what nine hundred thirty-three megahertz.
2: Yeah, right. It was a nine hundred thirty-three uh, uh, power power PC Mac tower.
1: Right, but that was, that actually had a a uh, upgrade card in it for the processor. But there's only so much you can do with that machine eventually.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a hundred thirty-three megahertz bus. Uh, you're limited to how much RAM you can put in it. Uh, I, I had 10 point, 10.5 on it, but uh, especially with uh, wireless wasn't really working that well. and it was it was time you know it was it's kind of time to put put the old horse out the pasture. And I had thought about a couple of different ways I could go because I'm a refur- I like buying refurb. so I thought about getting a uh, uh, a refurbed iMac guy and he already had a 22 inch Acer monitor for you know that he was using with the with the PowerPC G four.
1: So an iMac really wasn't a necessity because of the monitor.
2: No, right. And I had thought about I had thought about the the Mac minis and I guess my biggest complaint about the Mac minis is the small size of the hard drive that's inside. You you know, even though there are bigger two and a half inch drives available for whatever reason Apple has never offered them. But for Guy, he mostly uses it for homework and being online, so he didn't need a huge amount of space. So I got the uh, the, the lower-end one, the 599 one. I put an extra gig of RAM in it with the 120-gig drive. And even with his music and all the documents that he's had since he started using a computer, he still has over 80 gigs of storage space on it, so he's so, fine.
1: So it's going to grow but, with him for a while.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. The one thing that really surprised me about the Mini and, and I have to admit I you know other than just kind of playing with them a little bit in an Apple store, I, I hadn't had a whole lot of experience with them was just how snappy this little computer was. This is a two gigahertz uh, Intel Core 2 duo, two gigs of RAM as I said, and I was just kind of amazed at at how quickly everything just worked on this computer. It's it for five ninety nine it's it's the it's the entry level Mac. And I don't think most people are going to be disappointed if they get one, especially if they team that up with a uh, external drive from OWC, the one that fits right underneath it. Yeah, That's they got those
1: the those stuff. Yeah, it actually looks kind of like a Mac Mini. It's just it makes your Mac Mini hit, sit higher, and it gives you yeah. well, you know FireWire and USB and extra hard drive space. And let's be honest, you need the hard drive space for Time yes, Machine to start backing up.
2: Yep. now the, the the one problem I did have with this computer was trying to migrate the information off of the old g four onto this Intel iMac. I had a lot of problems getting the connection mostly because the Intel iMac or sorry the Intel uh, Mac minis don't have firewire four hundred right so uh, okay and yeah. i didn't have I didn't have a uh, eight hundred to four hundred cable or a or a you know any type of connector along those lines. Now, I did have a um, Firewire 800 card in the G4, but it, I don't think it was working because I just couldn't connect using it.
1: Hey, Guy, so, you know what a good solution would have been? What's that? The newer Tech Voyager.
2: Yeah, yeah, it would have been.
1: Adam and Perfect. Except,
2: well, what I ended up doing instead was I, I, I dragged this computer, you know, the old G4, downstairs hooked it up to the Acer monitor that I have down here, and did the whole migration assistant over uh, airport, though it, it took, like, all night
0: to do it. But it did finally work.
2: And hmm. guys, so,
0: delighted. So you could have migrated to just a bare hard drive, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. With the Voyager, yeah. I could have just set that right up next to the uh, right. Right, right next to the Mac Mini, connect a FireWire 800 cable to the FireWire 800 input on the Mac Mini from the Voyager, And I would have been good to go.
1: Yep, absolutely. You know, really, Guy, all you really needed to do was to uh, drag the home folder from one machine to the other.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, That's that's actually a better solution
1: most of the time because I think it's kind of good if you're going to start with a brand new Mac. You need your programs and you need your blah, 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 blah. But go ahead and, and start from basically a fresh system. And go ahead and go in and set your network settings and your preferences and all that. Start from scratch because I think the machines run a little bit faster, a little bit better when you do it that way.
2: Well, in Guy's case, it was even easier than that because you know, as I said last week, he's mostly using Pages. He's using and you know, Pages and Safari are like the two big programs
1: that he uses. Yeah, so you could have actually just reinstalled Pages on there from the disk. And then just copied, you know, his documents and his music and stuff like that over well, manually and you'd have been. Actually good.
2: I still I still need to install uh, iWork09 on that machine because it just comes with the thirty day trial. It doesn't actually have the, the yeah. full program on there.
1: I that's one of the things that I haven't picked up yet. I still haven't got iWork09. It's nice. Yeah,
2: I, it I know, and but I, don't I just either. don't I don't I
1: use get... I don't use any of the programs in there enough yet to warrant you know, what is it, fifty bucks? Um, no, it's 80
2: bucks. 80 bucks. No, it's 80 bucks. Yeah,
1: I I just can't justify 80 bucks for that right now. It's just one of those things that is like, yeah, I I'd, I'd probably use it and I'd enjoy it, but I just don't use any of them enough right now. I'd rather the 80 bucks for something else. Well,
0: Let's I think figure. you can get it for 40 bucks with a new Mac.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to buy a new Mac anytime <laughs> soon, so hmm. All right. Well, thanks for the update, guy. And sure. uh hopefully the the Mac mini will have a, a very long life. Are you going to get AppleCare for it or are you not worrying about it yet?
2: Uh, I'm not going to worry about it. Yet. It's got a year warranty. So yeah, what is does Apple care,
1: care for that? One forty nine. Yeah, it's it's pretty
2: cheap. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, before that year runs out, I think I'd pick up. I mean, because let's be honest, he's going to need that for what the next three, four years at least. Uh well, but
2: that's the nice thing about the mini. It's so cheap that uh, if something goes wrong with it,
1: just buy a new one.
2: Serious? Just buy a new one.
1: And see, you've already seen how much faster a new one will be.
2: Yeah, it's one forty nine for Apple Care for the Mac Mini.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things that it's like, yeah, maybe for the Mac Mini, you might not need I'm a, I'm
2: it. Well, yeah, but I mean, look at it Apple this Care. way: that that Apple Care for a Mac Mini is almost one quarter of the price of the Mac Mini.
1: Yeah, and if you can yeah. afford another four ninety nine, five ninety nine to to replace it, that's fine. But you know, if two years down the road you're not quite sure financially where you're going to be, it might be worth picking up Apple Care for hundred forty nine bucks.
2: Yeah, well, I'll see what happens when we start getting closer to the end of the warranty period.
1: There you go. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the show. Uh, Again, enter the contest. Send it to contest at mymac.com. We'd love to hear feedback from you guys. Send it to feedback at mymac.com. And if you want to follow the happenings at MyMac on Twitter, it's a really difficult one, twitter.com slash mymac. If you want to follow Guy, (laughs) it is Mac Hippie.
2: No, and Mac Parrot.
1: Matt Parrot, sorry. Ugh, I don't know. You had the Mac Hippie site, too, so it confused me for a second there. Yeah, yeah I did. did. And if you could I take a did. few minutes to review the show up on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. So thanks to Otherworld Computing for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks to Newer Technology for supplying the Newer Tech Voyager for the giveaway. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you in a week. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast.